Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a while, but we are finally back with El Parcero Filicon. So seriously, thank you so much for everyone tuning on in. This is episode 10 of, 10 of El Parcero Filicon. Before we dive into today's episode of El Parcero Filicon, guys, do me that solid. If you're watching this for the first time, hit that like button and make sure you guys are subscribed for all of your Philly sports content. We talk it all from the Eagles, the Sixers, the Phillies, the Flyers, you name it. So make sure you guys are joined on in and subscribe to the channel. Uh, we're back at it. It's been a two-week hiatus, but I'm so glad that we're finally back, and I got a really good uh, guest here today. We're going to talk about Philly sports. What else are we going to talk about here? So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome on in Miss Haley Taylor. Haley, what's going on? Hey. There? Oh, it's good to talk sports with you. I follow you on Twitter, and if you guys don't know, his Twitter is absolutely amazing. And <laughs> Thank I, you. I live for it, so I'm excited to be talking to you. Absolutely. I'm really glad you were able to come on in here and especially the 10th episode, making making sure we get you on here. So seriously, thank you so much for coming on in. But Haley, as we always start off the show, um, I always like to start off with asking who the hell is Haley Taylor? So, you know, give us give us a little bit about who you are, kind of what you do in Philly sports and anything we need to know about Miss Haley Taylor. All right. So, hey, guys, I'm Haley Taylor. Um Probably the coolest thing about me right now is that I work for the Fanatic that is 97.5 and I produce, which is so sick. Dream come true. Um, another thing about me is that I'm a hockey podcaster and I have my thoughts. We're going to get into that, obviously, about the Flyers. I yeah. went to West oh, Virginia. Yeah. Uni- <laughs> I, um, I went to West Virginia University and graduated with sports journalism and I worked at the radio there. So I've been around sports and especially in Philly my whole life. And another thing that you guys may not know about me is that I'm too tan, but I think you can see that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all we love it. We absolutely love it. Uh, Haley, you know, I, for for myself, I really want to kind of, you know, we'll move forward to this next question here. Love what you're doing. You know, it's an absolute great opportunity to work for 97.5 The Fanatic. It's honestly not a lot of people know about this, but what got me into sports talk was I got my first car at 18 years old. And I found out about Sports Talk Radio. I did not know there was a whole station dedicated to Philly sports. So my first couple months, you know, everyone's like, yo, put on uh, Lil Wayne, put on Drake. No, we're listening to Anthony Gargano's Shut Up Back. Yes. Guys, <laughs> so, radio. Yes. That's what I, I do in show. I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, great. Those are great dudes. Him and Tunis are doing great stuff over I there. play this song. <laughs> play the freaking song. That's awesome stuff. But um, Haley, so look. In this industry, we all know as far as long as time goes, as far as covering sports, it's been very heavily male dominated. As the time goes on, you're starting to see more of the diversity. You're starting to see more females in it. Me personally, I absolutely love it. I, I think women definitely need to be more involved in sports talk. I always feel like women have a more leveled uh, mindset than us men. Sometimes I think a lot of the times us, us, us gentlemen, we like to think with, with testosterone at times, but, uh, I want for you, I really kind of want to hear your thoughts, like the importance of more females. We need more. And so what the importance is of having more females in this male dominated field. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's like a great point. So I think when females first began getting into just sports talk and all that, they were really the sideline girls. And while they're amazing, they definitely know what they're talking about. There was a stigma going around that only pretty girls could work in sports. And well, that is still true. I'm joking. But <laughs> but I think that when females come into this industry, it's definitely a lot more pressure. And I mean, I experienced this at college at West Virginia. I'm very open about it. I didn't get treated right at all by the guys at my radio station. And there was this one time I went on a trip to Kansas to broadcast WVU women's soccer. And none of the guys wanted me to go because none of them thought I was good enough. 
Meanwhile, that was the highest ratings that we ever got. And I later became the on-call person to do play-by-play for the hockey team. So it's really just something that you have to really prove yourself with. Because when a guy looks at a girl that, and when I say guy, I don't mean like guys like you. I'm saying guys that are just jerks. I completely Um, get it. (laughs) But they look at girls and they're like, there's no way they could actually know sports or have a passion for sports. And what I would like to say to them is like, okay, I know guys that watch The Bachelor. Does that mean I'm going to knock them down? No, it just means that we all have different interests. And I just so happened to grow up being obsessed with hockey to the point where I would watch it for fun. And it's kind of funny because, yes, while guys say, you know, girls don't play hockey, I don't play hockey. I figure skated. But in Canada, there's an amazing statistic right now, and I don't know the exact number, but more girls signed up to play hockey than guys did in the first time ever. And it's incredible because I feel like girls and guys, like, who cares, you know? I think there's – I mean, I work with some of the most amazing guys. I work with Tyrone Johnson, who is somebody that I always have looked up to, Missinelli, Gargano, Tunis, great guys. But then – there's amazing women like Natalie Eganoff, amazing, someone that I really looked up to. So I think that it doesn't matter the gender, as long as you know your material and you know what you're talking about, then why not? Like, it just, it's, if a guy's more qualified than a girl, he should get the job. If a girl's more qualified than a guy, then she should get the job. But it shouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it shouldn't matter, you know, so. You nail it on the head, Haley. You 100 <laughs> percent nail it on the head. That, that that's really what it is. It really doesn't matter gender, uh, race, religion. Doesn't really does not matter if you have the passion for it. Um, if you do your homework, you put the work in. I, it really does not matter. So definitely, seriously, thank you, Haley. And please, and you know what, Haley, too. We need to remember as well that there is that next generation. And I, I know you feel very young, but keep that in mind. Like there is that next generation that, you know, they may be scared to, you know, talk about the birds or, or talk about the flyers and being able to be that role model. You have no idea. You probably are doing really well for someone who's looking up to you. So seriously, keep up the good work there, Haley. Oh, thanks. You know, I try now, but <laughs> it's just like, I, I mean, I, I'm going to be, I'm very open about this. I got in trouble at my radio station at West Virginia University my senior year because I said to the guy that was in charge of the radio, I don't like how I'm being treated. And I put a tweet out and all I tweeted was saying, I'm a woman in sports and I think this is really important for me just to get my voice out there. I never said anything negative about the radio, Mm -hmm. but he didn't like that. I was kind of hinting that there was a problem and I was the social media director and I you know, I was again hockey, and he's like, "You're suspended for a month because you tweet too much about your role." And I'm like, "Okay." And I wanted to quit, and then something magical happened, and I got. Well, I was gonna say something, <laughs> PG Haley, but I got my confidence <laughs> then, and I basically. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, "If anybody that tells me to be quiet because I want to inspire people to just talk sports, like what?" <laughs> absolutely I, I love i love that story and that that's the type of stuff that keeps you moving the da- those people that doubt you so definitely keep that definitely keep that in mind but Haley, from one positive to uh let, let's talk um some some craziness obviously with the philadelphia eagles we always of course this philadelphia sports we always start off there um last sunday as we all know the eagles with a 33 18 win over the new york jets i was in attendance for that game and i'll tell you what it was awesome seeing the e- anytime watching the birds win is great it was a boring game i'll be quite honest <laughs> with you um but after the game 
I knew it was going to happen, but I was not looking forward to it. But now we are in, uh, I feel like a divide with Philly sport, with Eagles fans, particularly, you know, you got people who are wishing Hertz or is going to say this a quarterback. You got people wishing for Minshew at, just to be the starting quarterback. Now wanted to get your kind of perspective. Where are you at with this? What should we do here? It's such an important position and we're in shambles. It feels like, Oh God, Minshew mania is taking over. It is insanity. I knew the moment the birds won that game, everyone would be like, Minshew's her guy. Minshew all the way. Playoff bound. And I'm like, hold up, hold up. Minshew and Hurts, they're both, in my eyes, backup QBs. What the Eagles need to do this postseason, this offseason, is they need to scout college players. Now, veterans like Russell Wilson, they're not going to want to come. He's not going to come to Philly. Like, point blank. He wants to win. He's not going to win in Philadelphia. The Eagles are not ready for a guy like him. So this whole divide with quarterbacks right now, I think going on, Hurts is going to be the starter. He's QB1. I believe that he is more developed. And we have to keep in mind, too, and I hate to say this, it's the Jets. It Thank is you. the Jets. <laughs> like, it's the Jets. Like, Hurts could have won that game he would have won that game no question and I believe that people were looking at Hurts against the Giants and they were like he's trash no that was one of his worst games he had an injury leave it alone like look how he played against the Saints look how you know he played against the Panthers look how he played against other qualified ish teams so this whole you know Minshew mania no he has a huge personality which I think Philadelphia people like the Philadelphians because we like guys with personality. We like that kind of ego, like, you know, it's a character kind of thing. But it's crazy. I'm like, okay, one good game against the Jets, and all of a sudden we have our next Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's crazy how this fan base works, man. We can never agree upon anything. But, no, I I think you you, you mentioned some really good points there. I, I don't, listen, the thing is, Minshew or Hurts, I don't think as of right now, I don't I don't know if Jalen Hurts could be a franchise quarterback. I know what Minshew is at this point. And that's why going forward, I want to ride with Jalen Hurts for the rest of this season. And the thing is, is that Hurts has like everything to be a franchise quarterback. The only really thing, and it's like the most important part, is the arm. Um, I felt like Gardner read the field a little bit better than I did Jalen Hurts did in, in this whole entire season. But like you mentioned. It was the Jets, and I think we all need to remember that. But, um, yeah, for going to, going forward, yeah, Jalen Hurts needs to be the quarterback. You need to give him that opportunity. He's a younger guy. He Listen, he hasn't done anything to deserve to be benched over Gardner Minshew. He was hurt. Gardner, Gardner did his job. I think that's what everyone is forgetting. Gardner Minshew went in the game did his job like he was supposed to and now we want to give him the give him the uh the keys to the to the eagles car here but now nah, i completely agree with you it's 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 going to be crazy but that's that that's how it is in eagles land <laughs> i know this fan base is just insanity we have our people that keep it real and then we have you know one day we love hurts the next day it's like Minshew mania i'm like guys <laughs> chill out that is 100 true 100 true all right, well, uh, let, let's move on forward with our with our next team here. I want to I want to talk. I've really been dying to get your thoughts of this next topic. We're gonna talk oh, some. No. We're gonna talk some orange and black. Now, as we all know, this has been a really hectic week. Uh, nine game losing streak, back to back 
seven goal. Uh, you allowed seven goals. You have losses. The first Sunday blowout. The next game, the first game uh, after the Vigneault situation, much better. But obviously, Elaine Vigneault fired. Um, Michelle Terrian went with him as well. This team kind of feels like it's in shambles. Chuck Fletcher went all out, made some big moves in the offseason. Obviously, Ryan Ellis being hurt really has been killing us. But, uh, yeah, I kind of want to get your thoughts on the AV firing. And, uh, geez, where do the fires go from here? Well, first off, today I made somewhat of an impulsive decision to go see them in New Jersey tomorrow. Row four tickets. That is right. And I'm going to make a huge sign. It was only $50 because of that's how bad they are. And I'm going to make a side and I'm going to be there. I'm telling you, I need to see them win. I, it's killing me. I'm in pain. And okay. I'm like resenting myself. Calm Haley. It's okay. Let it loose. This is the place for it. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem with the flyers and I'm going to be the one that says it, it's not the coaching. It was not AV. I mean, yes, AV obviously had a role in it. You know, he is the coach. But the coach is the first person to blame in situations like this. The blame, and everyone knows how much I love these boys. They truly, like, changed my life in a way that they don't even know. They're the first ones to blame. At the end of the day, you're a player. You're getting paid millions, thousands of dollars to go on the ice and give your best performance. And when I see them not putting in the effort, it's a lack of caring. And I'm like, okay, awesome. Imagine not being in the NHL then what so i think the problem really comes down to the power play unit we saw now how ivan Provorov struggles we all thought he was our number one defenseman as soon as the niskin left and he went into retirement which was very unfair <laughs> we saw that Provy is just not the guy if Provy's paired with another top tier defenseman then he's the guy but we saw his weaknesses and I don't blame Sailor. I really don't. He was never supposed to be in this role where he's paired with Provorov. I mean, that does not make sense. But again, Ellis being out, and this is my biggest thing, just because Ellis is out, that is not an excuse for how badly they're playing. Because guess what? Ellis wasn't on the team last year. Where's your excuses? It's disappointing. And I mean, all this Claude, I have to defend my boy Claude Giroux. He is probably, and if you look at his stats, I, I know people don't care about stats, but take a look at them if you're watching for real. He is probably one of the best players to ever put on that uniform, besides an exception of a couple like Bernie Perron. I, but that's he was a goalie, completely different than center. And the slander that he's getting, how can you lead a team that doesn't care? What else can he do? Last night at the game, I saw G made two beauties of goals he was, you know, aggressive and he was doing everything that a captain should do. But until, and I'm going to call you out right now, JVR, wake up. Scotty Laden, play harder. Stop. Stop. Listen to her. I'm literally, I can literally go off. TK, I love you, but you're not playing like an all-star. Like, play like you care. Oscar Lindblom, that was your first goal of the year. Pathetic. And, I mean, go back to the Phantoms, honestly, at this point, because, it's not fair to have these guys that do have potential. They have potential to be struggling so badly. Get that extra development. And I think Chuck Fletcher, I think the moves that honestly that they need to do, they they just, and I know they got somebody from the Panthers today for defense. I, I saw it. I'm like, whatever. He's not even that good. Kevin but, Connington, I think, I believe his name was. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. But like, they're not top tier defensemen. Right. And 
it's it's to the point where okay this year okay yeah reality hit me we're not going to make the playoffs we suck we're literally in the same category as the coyotes as the senators pathetic Wow. Yeah. Wow. You really just painted the picture right there at the end. Holy crap. We're, we're in a bad spot here, but no, I, I agree with you. Uh, the players definitely need to step up, but I mean, at this point, like what's it been six coaches in the past decade, this yep. team, I, I feel like this organization, the front office specifically, like need to look at themselves in the mirror because you're now doing the same thing over and over again. You're firing coaches. You're retreading through different players. At what point, like, do you look in, inside? And like, we always now, obviously, may Ed Slater rest in peace. But now, we look at the Comcast group of, that owns this team, and there's not really one guy I feel like that takes accountability for what's going on right now with the Flyers. And right, and it's crazy. Like when we were growing up, right, this team consistently was in the playoffs. They may have not won cups, but at least there was that consistency where you knew every year, oh, the Flyers will be fine. They'll make the playoffs. Always. Yeah, we're not there anymore. You know, we're, we're now the seventh most valuable NHL franchise, and we're we're a joke right now. <laughs> we're just an absolute joke. You got, you know, you're going to the Devils game um, tomorrow. The Devils are a small market team. They have a tough time selling out those crowds unless it's it's a team that's competing in the playoffs. You look down here in Philadelphia, those stands pretty full still, despite the the, yeah. the, cra the crap that's going on. You mentioned a lot of good points. The power play has been embarrassing. You know, when you hear Chuck Fletcher saying that the power play has been bad before he got there, there's a reason why they hired you was to fix some of those issues. This offense, I don't know what happened. Like, it's crazy. I can tell you what happened. Go right ahead. I'd love I to hear. I can tell you what happened. Everybody was saying, you know, let's get rid of Jakey Voracek. Let's get rid of him. And I was always advocating. I said, he is a playmaker. He makes the plays, and once you get rid of him, we're going to be a no-scoring team. What happens? They get rid of Jake Voracek, and who do we acquire? Cam Atkinson. Cam Atkinson. Okay, everyone's excited about it. But I knew, and I, it's no shade against Cam. He's not a playmaker. Voracek was. And the moment they got rid of Voracek, I, I mean, and I predicted this was going to happen. We don't have anybody that's going to stand up and make those plays. Yeah, and, and and Haley, that goes back to the all-season moves. You know, Chuck was like, crap. Like, we just went from 2009-2020. Nah, we were one win away from making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. 2020 was a disaster. He goes all in in the all-season, goes and gets Cam, goes and gets Ryan, goes and gets uh, Risto. And the the thing is, I, I agree with what you're saying with, with Jakob, but the problem was – we had way too many guys that could set up for people. We didn't have enough people that could make their that could make a shot. We thought Cam was going to be that guy. He started off really nice at the beginning of the season, and he kind of tailed off. He got a nice goal. He got a goal on on, on uh, Monday night. That's great, but yeah, his, I didn't hear. <laughs> what was that? I didn't hear. I was so mad because I cheered for Claude. Obviously, loved your right, right. But like, it just. It was his eighth or ninth goal of the season. A guy like him, that should have been a month ago where he made his eighth or ninth goal. It's pathetic. It's so yeah. pathetic. Pathetic. I, I know I keep on repeating myself, but I think with Flyers especially, I know that the Sixers and the Eagles and Phillies, they get a lot of attention. But this is, you know, a major sports team, and they're crumbling, and it's embarrassing the city of Philadelphia. It's embarrassing Gritty. Even – oh, and this is funny about Gertie, 
there was a tweet and it said that he's going to be at the Phantoms game sometime this month. And somebody said, even Gertie's getting moved down to the AHL. It's like, and, and the fans, I never, and I've been going to games my whole life. Like I'm always at the Wells Fargo. Like I low-key kind of live there. I have never heard so many fans boo. We booed when they're on the power play. Cause at the point watching the power play is embarrassing yeah. and everyone was just booing them. And that's, that's something that you do at Eagles games. You boo at the Eagles games. You right. boo at the Sixers games sometimes. I never heard people boo at a Flyers game. Usually it's like saying G or, yeah. you know, but you don't boo. So, I mean, it's to the point where people are not going to care anymore. And to all these money-hungry office people, wake up because you're going to be losing your money. Trust me on that. Amen. Absolutely, man. So, Haley, where do we go from here? So, obviously, Mike Yo is the coach right now. I, I will say I liked his change of philosophy. You know, I thought the possession was uh, something different, something I haven't seen with Vigneault. But do we stick with Yo? Do we get another coach? Is there a move that we can make? What do you see this team going doing going forward? I mean, change has got to be made. I, I think we need somebody that specializes on power plays to come in. I think that that's a very vital thing. And I think that, you know... There's a great video of Yo on uh, YouTube, him yelling at the wild in 2015. And he was like, nobody, he was cursing them out. It's bleeped by the way, but every five seconds he was like cursing at them being like, wake up. You don't want to be here. You don't think you need practice. And he was going off on them. And to be honest, I think that's what needs to happen in the locker room. I think maybe hopefully last night that happened. They didn't have practice today, which was annoying because again, like you don't need off time. You need to be on the rink. You need to practice. But also mentally, I, I believe going forward, and I don't know if the guys lost their confidence. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, Carter Hart was a, in his head all last season about, you know, being away from home. It, it's going to affect these guys, and I don't blame Jones or Hart. I actually love Martin Jones, and Hart has been playing. I mean, it's not their fault, but I believe, you know, have that confidence. Go into tomorrow night with a fresh slate. Okay, cool. You had a nine-game losing streak. It's the New Jersey Devils. They're not significantly better than you. I mean, if you look at them point-wise, they're only a couple points ahead of you. So I would go into tomorrow night as a redemption thing. I think that they need to just play like an oh, – well, that's, that's an AV line, like an effing flyer. Oh, my God. It's actually those shirts are sold now for $10 on sale at the Wells Fargo, by the way, so if you need that. <laughs> but I think going forward, point. though, I don't know if anything's going to really happen. Oh, I just had an idea. But now Mark andre it's – I like Mark andre Fleury. He wouldn't come here. But um, <laughs> this offseason or even during this – actually, during the season, it would be a really smart move, though, to maybe potentially make a trade. JVR has value. Let's go see if we can trade him. And it's not that I don't like JVR at all, and this is not any slander against him, but – He's not been playing like the way that he should have been playing. And mm-hmm. at this point, he was kind of predicted to go already to the Kraken, and he didn't go. So I think that maybe acquiring somebody that could really spice up the team wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, it's only, what, December? You have time. We definitely do have some time. We definitely have to do have some time. So we'll see what happens with these Flyers. But please, just get a win. <laughs> I think that's all we're asking for right now. Just one stinking win. Jeez, Louise. That's All right. why I'm not going to stop going until they win. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. So the next topic I want to discuss, let's move to the diamond here. Wow. Um, so <laughs> we're in a lockout. 
we're at, we're in a lockout before yeah. it all went down with Phillies Nation. You know, we were a little little upset some of us about the the lack of signings, but um, um, I guess want to get your thoughts on the lockout in general. Uh, I mean, I can't like I can believe we're at this point. I know baseball. I know how those owners work. They're extremely greedy, but geez, Louise, I, I really hope they get this resolved. What's your thoughts on like the lockout? If you have any thoughts on the Phillies too, let me know. So stupid. This whole lockout situation. You know, <laughs> Bryce Harper. I love Bryce Harper. Huge Bryce girl. You know, MV3. My boy. I'm driving past Citizens Bank. His picture's now gone. Why a lockout? This whole lockout. It doesn't come. You know, these greedy owners do not care about these players. They don't care about the fans. They care about one thing, and that is money. And if I'm offending you, then you're probably a greedy owner. What's up? But I believe that it, it's going to get resolved, definitely. I mean, I would like to say hopefully before spring training, I I don't see this continuing on much longer. I think that it's upsetting a lot of people. And they're going to lose the one thing that they care about most, and that is money. And if you're afraid of losing money, you know, my yeah, drop. You know, you know what to do. You know what to do. Yeah. Well, well, it's a good point there. So uh, I saw this list on Twitter, and I think you're the perfect person to get the opinion on. So they put out their hottest MLB players. Um, and, of course, our Bryce is number 10. Now, I think that's a little low for Brycey. All right. We got um, Vanessa Hudgens' uh, boyfriend at number six. Shohei Otani. I did not think he had the looks there. He had the play. I don't know he had the looks, but uh, your thoughts on our arms. And if you guys are or listening to this, you can't see. We got Shohei, uh, number one, Free, uh, number two, Indian, number three, uh, Tatis, four, Jazz, five, uh, Tuck from the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates at six, uh, TA, seven, which I do not. I don't I haven't watched the White Sox since their World Series year. Seven, Glass now at eight, Solar, uh, Solera at nine. Oh, my God, Jorge Soler, did he kill us? And then Bryce Harper at 10. What's good, MLB? <laughs> this What's is from – who is this from? Talking Baseball. This is from a podcast, but oh. uh, it caught some What's good, traction. What's good? Everyone loves to hate Philly. You can win an <laughs> MVP, but you still beat 10 on the list. What's good? I, I mean, if Bryce Hall – not Bryce Harper. You know what Haley was doing before this. I'm cultured. Um, <laughs> Bryce Harper was. That's actually so funny. If he was on the Nationals still, he would definitely have been like a number one. People love to hate Philadelphia, man. That Let me true. tell you. If you got I, a winner in Philly, everyone's gonna hate on them. So I mean, this list is so stupid. Like <laughs> what? Like. <laughs> What a joke. I mean, it's very biased. I mean, hopefully you don't know these people and they're not going to like come at me. But no, I do not know these people. I never even heard of this podcast. But yeah, I thought it was exactly. all fun. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to be can be for anybody. But like, <laughs> if you know, you know, you're relevant. But like, you know, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I was like Bryce Hall. <laughs> Bryce Hall, man. Bryce Hall's oh. doing things, doing good things for himself there. <laughs> Um, all right, so the last Philly sports topic I wanted to discuss about, um, obviously, this is the home for five for five Philly sports fans. Of course, the Philadelphia Union just completed a really good season, ended in, in a little bit of, of, of sadness. But, um, you know, I always ask, uh, we get a lot of people who do talk, you know, broad scope of Philly sports. Obviously, the Union, it's a, it's a much more uh, newer franchise. 
and it's it's been taking some time for it to jump off in Philadelphia, but wanted to get your thoughts, your brutal honesty, your thoughts on the Philadelphia Union and where they fit in the Philly sports landscape right now. They are exciting. They are so exciting. Andre Blake. Andre Blake. <laughs> Love him, man. See? Love him. Oh, my God. You guys. I don't care if maybe like soccer isn't your thing or they call it football. And I, I, you know, this is what true athletes look like. You, I mean, the endurance these guys have, the skill that they have, that's what makes Philadelphia. I mean, especially the Philadelphia Union so special. I mean, soccer, and it's funny because in a lot of other countries, especially European countries, it's like the number one sport. People love soccer. And I think seeing the union even in the playoffs i mean i know they had a very unfortunate loss and with all the covid 11 players i mean that's crazy and it's very upsetting but it got the city excited and i never you know i don't know i mean i know that you're a huge soccer guy and that's why i found you honestly because (laughs) you're from the union and i was like i love this but even jake mcglynn yeah, young guy. It's it's very. We have some very talented guys, and I think we're gonna become a soccer city soon. I think. Yes, let's go. I, I really do. Like, I am so excited to go. I mean, I've been watching the union, but I was like, oh, I'm never gonna go to a game type of thing. I'm gonna get tickets now. Yes. Because it's it's one of those things where I, I mean, I've I've always liked soccer. I've respected the sport. I played it. I broadcasting you know west virginia soccer so i was gonna say yeah so i obviously you know i care about soccer but it's i never understood how it's not as popular in america i don't understand it's weird and we'd have to go back way deep into time and it's funny too because obviously this country we've had you know our our like you know different phases of immigration and obviously around the world soccer is a big thing but it just never really caught on and for those who come from like you know back in back 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 in the it came from ireland or or italy or more more recently from the the latin americas they watch the soccer but they watch back home and they don't you know embrace with others so it's it's that's definitely a point there but it's it's starting to catch on little by little and you know we just discussed the mlb right in their lockout mm-hmm. um you know the nhl you know I, as much as we love the product it not everyone agrees and you have this leader in the mls that is understanding how the young demographic is working they've done a great job of growing on social media and the internet as well and it's a fresh product and they're doing a good job of growing and uh, for philadelphia for a big sports city that it is it was going to take some time, but, you know, years like we had this year is definitely going to help. But for you, Haley, so yeah. the union have a lot of West Virginia. Ties. Well, not a lot, but I would say a good amount of West Virginia ties. Jack Elliott, who's a starting center back. I don't know if he graduated, but he went to West Virginia. Uh, one of our long time. He played nine seasons with the union. He just retired before this year. Ray Gaddis. You ask any union fan about Ray Gaddis. They will literally tell you great things about him. West Virginia alum, our youth academy coach. I believe he coached at West Virginia as well. So we have a lot of West Virginia flair um, on this union team. But little by little, we'll get there. We'll get there. As as a country. Well, a really interesting thing, too, that I thought about it. Growing up, whenever I say to people, like, oh, what sports did you play? You know, the typical thing. It's always soccer. Right. Soccer is so popular to play. I I mean, it it just blows my mind. But I, I can tell you this. Five years from now, 
the union, they're going to be talked about the way that people talk about. Oh, I hope the, so. The Phillies. I'm not going to say <laughs> Eagles. No, no, no. I never will expect that. Knocking it down, but it's going to be up there. Like people, instead of people feeling, yeah, we have four major sports teams, they're going to be like, we have five major sports teams, and then maybe it's one cool. day the Wings will have six. Hey, yes! Shouts to the Wings. All the love, all the love for uh for the Philadelphia Wings. That definitely, definitely. My dogs. <laughs> <laughs> one one thing I will say: when you go to Union Game, unfortunately, we do not have White Claw down there. I think they use. I don't know if you've seen it, but Arizona came out with these seltzers. That's what they have. Oh. It's like the Sunrise or something like that. Yeah. I and oh. I. Yeah, I know. It's, I know it sucks. I I do enjoy White Claw every now and then, or High Noon specifically. Uh, but yeah. We have we have sunrises out there. So. Oh, I I know it's like awesome. We'll we'll sneak the white claws in, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Hey, I've done it before West Virginia games. I've done it at Eagles games. I know how to sneak things in. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. Awesome stuff. <laughs> All right, Ellie, as we end every episode of El Parcero Felicon, what we do is we do a little rapid fire. So a couple questions really quick um, and just basic answers. All all kind of, I guess, a couple sports related. But are you ready, Haley? I think so. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. All right. First question, flyer centric. Who is closer to your heart? You can only pick one. Mr. Mike Richards or Simone Gagné? Gagné. Yes, let's go. All right, let's do it. All right, so next question. This is uh, college football-centric. Your favorite West Virginia football player of all time? Uh, 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 Will Greer. and Will Greer, let's go. I love Willie G. If I had to pick one, I didn't go to West Virginia, but I used to, growing up, I used to love watching West Virginia football, and I loved Pat White. Pat White. Okay, I was going to say Pat White. I know that's classic. Love Pat White. Gave me some of the best experiences of my life. So not, I, I don't blame it. I don't blame it. He was pretty good with West Virginia. Yeah, not as an NFL quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. All right, next question. Your favorite white call flavor? Lemon. Very underrated. I love lemon. Very underrated. (laughs) All right, so next question. Who or what got you into sports talk? My dad. That's awesome. I love that. What, do you have a specific moment? Yeah, actually. So it was my 10th birthday, and we went to the Flyers game, and okay. he was able to get me to meet Scotty Hartnell. And from that no. moment, it was, it was one of the coolest things in my life. And from that moment, I literally said to him, I want to pursue a career in sports because you inspired me. So. Scotty, Scotty Hartnell, shitty hockey. Let's go. I love it. I love him. <laughs> All right. Uh, and your favorite Philly sports moment was? <laughs> um, I'm laughing because it was one of the coolest things. Eagles winning the Super Bowl, hands down. And the moment they won, I can't even describe it. It was one of the best feelings. Best feelings. Where were you and what like, what exactly did you do once they, once they won? <laughs> oh god um i was in a basement of, of a bar at west virginia university with every single person at that school that went to fit like that was from philly that's and sick. That's awesome. the moment they won i i mean i was a little wasted <laughs> but i don't blame me partied i celebrated and then the next day i went home for the parade Yes, all hungover driving. I don't care. I'm good at this parade. Let's and then I went to a Flyers game right after the parade ended. <laughs> you are a true Philly sports fan. 
Haley, seriously, thank you so much for hopping on it. It was great chopping it up with you. But where could people find Miss Haley Taylor here? All right. So hopefully none of you come to my house, but um, I know that was like not even that funny. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Haley, H-A-L-E-Y underscore NHL 19 or my Instagram at Haley T. Simon. Or if you want to get in contact with me any other way, you must not have social media and that's kind of creepy. So those two <laughs> options. I thought you were going to do the Mike Jones and drop the cell phone number on us. <laughs> yeah, and if you want to call me, that will be the fanatic. You can call there. Now. There you go. <laughs> on the midday show. There you go, guys. Middays, I will always be there, so call in. Let's go. That's awesome. Uh, Haley Taylor, again, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, please make sure you go check out Haley Taylor. She's doing a great work, especially her flyers take, so make sure you go check check her out. Haley, thanks again, and we'll thank talk you. soon. Legend. I, I before we end this, I just want to give a huge shout out to you. I literally saw, I mean, I and I don't think you guys understand how hard it is to really connect with people through social media and your tweets and your thoughts and your podcasts and just everything, like your videos, everything. And I'm going to gas you up. It's truly incredible. <laughs> Thank so, you I mean, so for much. Real, I mean, I just want to say it was an honor being on here. You're always welcome to be on my podcast. I want you to be yeah, on Yeah, set that up for sure. And just thank you. I mean, you're completely amazing and you're beyond you so much of beyond talented. And I think that I need to guess you up. This <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> um, I appreciate that. No, seriously. Thank you so much for the kind words. And at the end of the day, Haley, it's, it's for the people. I, I'm, I'm a Philly sports fan first and foremost, and I just want to show people what Philly sports fans are. So that's, that's all it is. You're the definition so much. Of it. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Haley Taylor. Make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe. We'll be back at it next week. You do not want to miss next week's episode because we're going to have a fun one. It might be, get a little wild, so we'll see what happens. But ladies and gentlemen, that's Haley Taylor, and we will talk to you guys very soon. <laughs>